This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. It's so good to be with you once again um, as we begin a week together. Did want to remind you of our email address. If you have questions or feedback that you want to give us, you can write to us at thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com. If you want to listen to past episodes, remember you can always subscribe to our podcast at The Gospel for Life. And if you just search in whatever mechanism you use to receive or locate podcasts, you just make sure to put the in front of the gospel for life. We've been dealing with doubt and deconstruction. Um, We started a list yesterday of causes for doubt. We talked about ignorance, moral choices, the process of maturing, um, that it results from a thousand little choices. Fifth in the list is the idea of crisis, painful events, experiences. Some can be quite difficult. Some can be very hard. Um, Things that come into our life that we look at it and say, I, I don't I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. I got this call Saturday. We've got a member of our church who suffered a fall and ended up in the hospital and, and his question was, Why is God doing this to me? You know, mm-hmm. and just wrestling with it. And so we, we had to walk through, you know, what we believe about God is not attached to our circumstances, but to the scriptures. Uh, and walk back through that his character is both sovereign, he's mm-hmm. in control, but that he's also good. And so even in, in crisis moments, we, we can we can work through our doubts and, and move to a deeper faith like we talked about last time. I knew a family in, in where I used to live in Iowa, and we were good friends with the, the family. My wife was actually closer to the wife than I was to the husband. I went to the same church. My wife was in a book study with her. After we left, they had two children, um, a little bit younger than our, our oldest three, and the oldest was was diagnosed with a, a brain tumor, um, mm-hmm. and it was when he was still in high school, had to have an operation, and eventually he would die not from the brain tumor, but from the medical means that were used to keep him from dying from the, the brain tumor. And he died, um, he must have been 22, mm-hmm. just, just died six weeks ago or whatever. And so he left a mom and a dad and a sister at his funeral. The mom dies hmm. in the funeral. The The minister has just gotten up to speak, welcoming people, and she slumps over, dies of an aortic aneurysm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think of that, that, that daughter mm-hmm. who is at her brother, her only brother, her only sibling's funeral, very close, and at the same time loses her mom. Mm-hmm. This is the soil of of deconstruction. I, I, I 
I don't, I'm not saying that she has to, or she's going to go down that path, but those are the, those are the circumstances where you struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, that's the place for like Jude 22, where the doubting need mercy and tenderness. What she does not need is cliche or easy mm-hmm. answers. Mm-hmm. She needs the empathy and consolation of Christian community and love. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we push people to deconstruction when we just have that easy answer queued up yeah. or teed up for them in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this is going way back. I think those big texts that we were looking at earlier mm-hmm. in the year and you know, the, the Romans eight where all things work for good. You know, as we, it's we not talk calling there, everything it's, good. It's, it's not calling everything good. And it's also a, a, a truth that um, needs to have been implanted before those events mm-hmm. take place because you know, we, we had a, a family friend um, that he was a uh, one of the I think the lone survivor in a head-on collision with a car mm-hmm. filled with five other people. The the driver was the groom night before the wedding. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a wedding party, and you know he he despised people telling him <laughs> that. I mean, the Lord has worked, and he's a godly man. But it's a it's one of those things that these these crisis events can lead to. Uh, I, I think uh, we have to recognize that uh, God and Christ is sufficient for those things. And, you know, we, you know, the pat answer is not necessarily the one that's going to get through. Um, but we, God is described in 1 Corinthians as, a, as the God of, of all comfort mm-hmm. and the Father of all mercies. And that, you know, we don't, we experience that. You know when we truly know him, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's it, this is one of the most experiential aspects of our faith is when God comes alongside of us, even as we draw near to Him and are asking Him why, and He's He's drawing near to us in such times that uh, we can cast our burden on Him and the peace of God which passes all understanding. I mean, we don't even know where it's coming from. We'll guard our mind and heart in Christ Jesus. And what what happens is sometimes in the crisis, people can can get there pretty quickly, can get to Romans 8.28, can mm-hmm. get to the, the Philippians um, mm-hmm. peace that passes understanding. But sometimes it's a process, yeah. And sometimes there are a lot of questions along that road, yes. and that's where the Jude passage of having mercy yeah. to those that are mm-hmm. on that journey towards Romans eight twenty eight, mm-hmm. but aren't there yet. Yeah. Well, and and you know, some of you know my history. I'm my my sister was killed by a drunk driver. I was alone at college at the time. Got the message. You know, the first question I want to ask is why. But even in Forming that word in my mouth, I, I, you know, because of my knowledge of who God is, I can't. Re- I had to trust in His uh, goodness, realizing that you know what happened would actually work for His glory mm-hmm. and and the good of others. And you know, in that school that I was at, there were. A number of people who just you know you know began to number their own days and apply their heart to wisdom, and people saying, "You know, I know that she wanted to be a missionary. I've been resisting God's call on my life, mm-hmm. and people stepping up because uh, the tragedy brought about 
good rather than you know even even in the even in the bible you know with the joseph being sold into slavery you know he was able to say to his brothers you meant it for evil but god meant it for good you know there are things that happen in our life that are that the devil is inserted and and uh, you know wicked men have done but god is going to work out those things for our good and his glory the sixth category that can cause doubt is religious disappointment, and mm-hmm. it's been a tough stretch in the Christian world. Some prominent people have had some serious lapses and sins um, mm. that have hurt a lot of people mm-hmm. and have caused a lot of doubt for people. I mean, Jonathan and I are both familiar with a church that had uh, a minister who had committed adultery. Mm. Um, that takes its toll, especially on the young people of the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think too many of us have been in those moments where, I mean, I just think of the whole debacle of, of Mark Driscoll mm-hmm. and all of the, the, the junk that he left in his wake behind him. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. I think it's important to delineate the religious disillusionment or disappointment versus the gospel. Like, the gospel will never disappoint people. That's correct. Um, Paul talks about good faith being that which we adorn the doctrine of God with. And so bad faith or bad practice then clutters up the the gospel. And sometimes deconstruction can be helpful because there are things you were trusting in, whether the popularity of the preacher or the church's conduct that you can become disillusioned with that can actually lead to strengthening to your faith in the gospel. Mm Yeah. When you when we get disillusioned by somebody else, we have to keep in mind there was only one perfect person that ever lived in this world, and that was mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And so our identity has to be found in Him and not in someone else. And you know, the, there are two truths alongside that. He was perfect; He lived a sinless life. But as for us, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And there, there are sins that are going to easily, um, you know, that'll catch people up. The, you know, it leads us further than we want to go. It holds us down longer than we want to stay. And uh, you know, those you know, the maybe a little sin will lead to the next sin, to the next sin, to the next sin. But God, in well, Christ is the perfect one, yeah. and and so that's where we have to fix our eyes on Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be disappointed in your religion and pursue your relationship with Christ. Exactly. And from time to time, we need to examine ourselves. Are we putting our faith in the church or are we putting our faith in a particular teacher? Where, as Jonathan you just said in Vinny, that our faith has to be in Christ alone. I, I tell people that all of my heroes are dead. There's there's no disappointment. <laughs> except for one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah except for the living one, the living one who sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, but you know, I'm you know, they I can look at their life and I can see certain flaws in them, but I can remember what they delivered in terms of their faith. Mm-hmm. This is this on this topic I that's why I'm, I'm thankful God has given us the heroes of our faith in Scripture with all of their warts and all of their failings. Mm-hmm. It shows that he is the one who is supreme. He is the one who is trustworthy. And even the heroes of our faith fail and fall. The next category, I've been going through the book of, just real quick, book of Genesis, and boy, has that been helpful as you look at the lives of Abraham and Isaac and now I'm in Jacob and, and just see their maturation Mm-hmm. Um, their struggles, their two steps forward, and you know sometimes a step back, sometimes three steps back, and you're like, honestly, 
how are you the father of the faithful? <laughs> um, they believe God. Yeah, and it but was they counted to them as righteous. Yes. But it is their belief in, in God. That mm-hmm. didn't change because of their sin. Mm-hmm. God remained true. And um, sometimes our doubt is too attached to the messenger instead of the message. Yep. Uh, the seventh category is perceptions. Sometimes our feelings, our memories just aren't accurate. This became so clear to me, um, and not to do with religion, but I grew up in a small town in Iowa, and in your head, every, the, the school was big, the gym was huge, and then I, I came back for some sort of award ceremony or whatever later on, and I came back into the gym, and I'm like, wow, this is really small. Mm-hmm. And in my head, this was this huge gym that we were playing in, and I realized, oh, it really wasn't at that, all. That happened to me last summer when I had the opportunity to go back into my grandparents' home. They had new owners. But I was walked in, and I was blown away. I was like, this house is tiny. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought this was huge. And we can do that in our faith, yeah, right? We, we, we create these-, these memories of the past that are idyllic that mm-hmm. no one can match up to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I always laugh when people are like, my parents never had a harsh word to say about anybody and never argued. <laughs> hmm. Really? Okay. I didn't know your, your, your dad was Jesus Christ. <laughs> the eighth category is unanswered questions, and we've talked about this quite a bit, that instead yeah. of an- an- answering questions, people just suppress them. Yep. Yeah. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We will see you tomorrow.